Welcome to Black History Bites by Glam UK. My name is Tafumi and I am the project manager at Black Learning Achievement and Mental Health UK. This week on Black History Bites, we are discussing two important empires of the Middle Ages, the Mogadishu and the Arjuran Sultanates. The Mogadishu Sultanate was a sultanate in the southern region of Somali territory that was distinguished in its trading network until it was taken over by the Ajuran Empire in the 13th century, developing from the central role that Islam played in the region from the 7th century, the Sultanate of Mogadishu began flourishing from the 9th century. The first dynasty of the Mogadishu Sultanate was the Garan dynasty, established by Sultan Fakhar al-Din, which was then succeeded by the Muzaffar dynasty until it was amalgamated with the Ajuran Empire when they took over. The Ajuran Sultanate was another powerful sultanate that established itself from the early mid-13th century until its decline in the early 17th century. They controlled many southern central regions in Somalia, along the Shabel Valley, in the Mudug region in the east, along the Kenyan frontier, and along the Indian Ocean's coast in the south. The Ajuran army had a strong military force that was funded by extreme taxing of the people. The word Ajuran is taken from the Arabic word hijara for rent or tax. This taxation system, as well as their agricultural system, remained intact in Somalia until well into the 19th century. However, it was also this taxation system that led to the decline of the Ajuran Sultanate as it eventually caused revolts from the working class which could not be controlled and thus they were overthrown. The two empires were successful for various reasons, but one of the most important features of the empires were their vast trading networks that were both domestic and international. Trading in Mogadishu commenced as early as the first century, exporting and importing different coastal cities along the Indian Ocean. The influx of Muslims from the Arabian Peninsula from the 7th century drove trade in the 10th century, improving the Mogadishu economy so much that they were able to mint their own currency to trade along the Indian Ocean. They dominated regional gold trade because of the creation of gold mines in Mozambique. By the 11th century, gold and ivory were brought into the coast at annual trading seasons and sold for exponential profits allowing Mogadishu to experience drastic growth economically. Mogadishu entered another golden age of trade when they came under the Ajuran Sultanate, creating a reputable trading network with countries such as China, Egypt, India, and Persia. The reasons there are animals such as giraffes and zebras in China today was due to this trading network, as the emperor of the Ming Dynasty saw these species as good luck and so asked for them to be sailed to his kingdom all the way from the Ajuran Empire. Merchants became extremely wealthy from trading goods such as cotton, gold, leather, livestock, and ivory, which created a new middle class in Somali territory. There were many customs of Somali territory within the Middle Ages that related directly to trade. An example of this was the custom of breeding that was given to ships that entered Somali territory. When ships arrived at Mogadishu port, a custom greeting by the sultan's boats occurred when they were boarded. Inquiries concerning the owners of the ship, its captain, nature of the cargo, 
and other persons on board ensued and guests were invited to visit the Sultan if viewed as worthy to do so. Most of what we know about the traditions and customs of Somali territory during the Middle Ages comes from the accounts of Ibn Battuta, a Moroccan scholar who wrote a book about his travels during the mid-14th century about his travels from Zinj to Zanzibar. In this book, he details customary practices that were important to the Ajuran population. Other customs in this book include their food, dress, and celebrations. Ibn Battuta goes on to say, the food of these people was rice cooked with butter. With it, they serve side dishes, stews of chicken, meat, fish, and vegetables. Unripe bananas were cooked in fresh milk and served as sauce. Ripe mangoes were sweet and eaten raw, but unripe mangoes were as acidic as lemons and cooked in vinegar. Their dress was made up of a loincloth fastened around the waist. They also used to wear a tunic of Egyptian linen with a border, a cloak of Jerusalem stuff doubled and a fringed turban of Egyptian material. In a place just north of Mogadishu called Afgoy, a form of martial arts was born. It was called Istunka, and it was a type of stick fight to commemorate the beginning of the new year in the Shabel Valley region. We will now turn to discuss the astounding military strength of the Ajuran Empire, which prevented colonists from taking over during the Middle Ages in Somali territory. The main battles fought in Somali territory were with the European superpower at the time, the Portuguese Empire. Due to the Age of Discovery, which sparked international colonization from European countries, they had become extremely wealthy from as early as the 15th century, with colonies spanning the Americas, Africa, and Asia. After pillaging southeastern cities such as Mombasa and bordering Kenya, the Portuguese colonizer Cristal de Cunha headed towards Ajuran territory in 1507 to continue their plundering. However, the Ajuran Empire's strong military force meant that despite the Portuguese's fierce attempts at burning and looting the land, the pushback from locals and soldiers won the Ajuran Empire and its subjects the battle. This war was called the Battle of Barawa. Not willing to accept defeat just yet, they then planned to invade Mogadishu, the richest city in the eastern coast of Africa at the time. However, word had spread about the Battle of Barawa, and the people of Mogadishu were ready. Kunha rethought his decision and decided to back down from invading Mogadishu. The Battle of Benadir in 1542 was a war started by the Portuguese in retaliation to feeling threatened by the Ottoman Ajuran Alliance, which attempted to keep Portuguese invasions out. After the Portuguese freely sacked Mogadishu, the battle itself ended in a peace treaty between the Ajuran and Portuguese Empire. Due to the unfaltering military strength, the Ajuran Sultanate was one of the only medieval powerhouses to be involved in castle and fortress building, the ruins of which can still be seen dotted around the Somali coast today. Being a hydraulic empire who used the resource of water very effectively, Ajuran engineers were also responsible for the creation of limestone cisterns and wells, 
which are in use at present. Portuguese travelers who visited Mogadishu in the 16th century commented on how grandiose and spectacular the architecture was, being amazed by the sizes of the Mogadishu palaces and houses. Thank you for listening to Black History Bites. This episode was developed and researched by the Grounded Project team. Visit www.blamuk.org to learn more about our organization and the work we do, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter via our handle at B-L-A-M-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. Until next time.